0: Passage of scripture, a very familiar um, chapter, the book of Psalms, and Psalm 23, the shepherd's psalm. And I want to just share a few things with you. I'm going to add extra shortening to the biscuits tonight, okay? Uh, I think I forgot to put it in this morning. Amen. But, uh, my, the Lord, the Lord blessed us today. We had a good time. and You know, it's, it's, it's like I said, and Sister Reed gets on to me all the time, she told me she was going to give me a spanking, and uh, if I didn't quit talking about preaching too long, and, uh, but, uh, you know, it's like I said this morning, I just, you know, I I, I I study, and I prepare, and I put down what the Lord has laid upon my heart, and I just, I'm mean, going to preach till the Holy Ghost gets done with me, so, but um, I will add some shortening tonight, all right, praise God, Psalm 23, and we're all familiar with this, This, If you've ever been to a funeral, you've heard the 23rd Psalm. Probably everybody in here could probably quote the 23rd Psalm. It's only six verses, but it is such a blessing to us. And uh, Psalm 22, 23, and 24 form a trilogy, actually, when you put them all together. Because in Psalm 22, you see uh, a picture of Jesus the good shepherd who's giving his life for the sheep. Psalm 22 is the, um, the psalm that depicts the crucifixion of Jesus. Psalm 22 begins with, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The words that Jesus uttered on the cross. In Psalm 22, it, it, um, it describes crucifixion. They pierced my hands and my feet. And it, and it describes crucifixion um, centuries before crucifixion was ever a form of uh, execution or, or death. So in Psalm 22, we see the, the good shepherd giving his life for the sheep. And then in Psalm 23, right in the middle here, we see the great shepherd. Jesus is portrayed in Psalm 23 as the great shepherd who was raised from the dead and cares for his sheep and watches over his sheep and protects his sheep. And uh, so there he's the great shepherd of the sheep. Amen? And then in Psalm 24, when you read that psalm, you see Jesus there depicted as the chief shepherd who's going to appear very soon as the chief shepherd and uh, uh, in glory to reward the sheep. Thank God Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Amen. In that 24th Psalm, you know, down toward the 8th verse, He said, Who is this King of glory, O Lord, strong and mighty? Lift up your heads, ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. So Psalm 24 depicts uh, the coming of the Lord. So we see those three aspects of the, the, the shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, the shepherd. And in, 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 in Psalm 23, let's just read it. Let's read it. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still. Waters, The waters of quietness, the, the margin said. Amen. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup, my cup runneth over. Amen. I used to always say, when your cup runs over, your saucer gets blessed. Amen. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. David, in writing this psalm, penning this psalm, is thinking back, I believe, he's thinking back to the time when he was um, that little shepherd boy. He kept his father Jesse's sheep and cared for them and took, to, uh, you know, was, was their shepherd. And he, he understood and he knew those sheep. That was something about the shepherd that the shepherd, he has those sheep named and he knows those sheep by name and those sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And so he was remembering how he cared when he was a shepherd, how he cared for the sheep and how that he was always there for that sh- those sheep to protect them. You remember David told Saul how that, Saul how that uh, he was keeping his father's sheep one day. And there was a lion came in and then a bear came in to steal one of the sheep out of the flock. And David said, I grabbed that lion by the beard and I just tore him apart. I killed that bear. He said, the, the God that delivered me from the hand of the lion and bear will deliver me from the hand of this, of this giant, of this Philistine. Amen. Amen. So David had an encounter. I mean, he was remembering how that when the lions and the bears, the wolves would come in and try to steal one of the lambs out of the flock, how he was there for them and he delivered them and uh, protected them. And uh, how that when uh, one of those sheep would wander away and get lost, how that he would uh, be there for them. He would seek them out and bring them back into the fold. And so he's thinking about all of this and then the Holy Spirit, I believe, just drops it into his heart and and the Lord says to him, David, that's the way I am. I am your good shepherd. And he sits down and he pins this psalm and says, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. He is my shepherd. He begins to think about how the Lord is his shepherd and how the Lord has cared for him in all of his ways, in all of his wanderings, in all of his times of being chased by Saul. The Lord has always been there to be his shepherd and to help him and to protect him. And I'm going to tell you something tonight, that you and I, listen, sheep need a shepherd. Sheep have to have a shepherd. Do you agree with that? And you and I are God's flock. We are His sheep. And we need him to be our shepherd. We get in so much trouble when we think or we get to thinking or feeling like we can handle everything ourselves, and we don't need the shepherd, but we can just do it our way and do our own thing, amen? But we need the, we need the good shepherd. I, I mentioned this in our, one of our prayer meetings, I think, last week about how that, that sheep, the importance of the shepherd to the sheep and how uh, the reasons why sheep need a shepherd and uh, when you think about sheep, and I don't know a whole lot about sheep other than what I've read about sheep, but uh, I'm sure uh, if Shalin was here, Shalen could tell us all about sheep. But, you know, the things about sheep, and, and as I said, God calls His people, He calls us His flock and His sheep, and He's our shepherd. But when you think about sheep, you know, sheep... You know, sheep don't know. They, they can't navigate. They're, they don't have good uh, directional skills. And sheep can't navigate very well. I don't think any of us have ever heard of a homing sheep, have we? Amen. Because they can't navigate very well. They need a shepherd to guide them and to lead them. Uh, sheep are not burden-bearing animals. You don't, you've never heard of a pack sheep. Amen. Because you don't load down a sheep to bear burdens. And sheep also are, are um, uh, they're defenseless animals. They can't defend themselves. Anybody ever heard of an attack sheep? You know, I've got this attack sheep, and I'm gonna sick him on you. You know, but because because sheep are not. Uh, they're, they're not attack animals, they're defenseless. They need someone to care for them and to help them and to protect them. And you know what, that's the way that the Lord wants us to look at our own lives. Lord, I can't navigate my life very well on my own. I need the shepherd to direct me. Lord, I can't fend for myself. There's wolves and there's there's, there's lions that have come against me. I need the good shepherd to protect me and to keep me safe. Amen? I can't bear heavy loads and heavy burdens. And thank God the Lord doesn't intend for us to because He said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. He wants you to cast your cares upon Him and depend upon Him and trust in Him. So I need a shepherd and you need a shepherd. And thank Thank God tonight we've got a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. One little girl, they said one time in Sunday school, got it all. She was trying to quote the 23rd Psalm and she kind of got it mixed up and she she quoted it this way. She said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's all I want. Well, you know what? That's a pretty good misquote because the Lord is my shepherd and he needs to be all that I want and all that you want. Amen. He said, I am. Jesus made this statement in, in John chapter 10. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Amen. And so He is my shepherd. He is your shepherd. And I think that we need to make that um, personal uh, for each and every one of us. He's not just the good shepherd. He's not just the shepherd. But David said, He's mine. He's my shepherd. I take Him personally as my shepherd. And it's not just that Jesus is the Savior and He is. He's the Savior of the world. But you know what? We've got to make this personal like David did. It's not that just He is... Listen, He is not just a Savior. He is the Savior, but He's not just the Savior. He's my Savior. He has saved me. Amen. He is the provider, but He's not just the provider. Sister Reed, He's my provider. He's not just the healer, and thank God He is the healer, but He's not just the healer. Praise God. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my rock and my firm foundation. And so you've got to make personal who the lord is to you you've got to take him and receive him as your own personal shepherd and i love that because david accepts him as the only as his own and he said he's my shepherd he's my personal shepherd he leads me he guides me he takes care of me amen and then david said you know what because the lord is my shepherd i i love this i love it i shall not Hallelujah. Oh, I shall not want because the Lord takes care of everything in my life. See, amidst all of the problems of life, the Lord's uh, sheep are well provided for, and well supplied for. And we know from the Word of God that He's going to take, He's going to supply for our needs. The Bible said that He will not withhold any good thing from them who walk uprightly before Him. Um, Paul made the promise in Philippians four nineteen that my God shall, not might, not may be, but my God shall supply all of our need according to His riches and glory, amen, by Christ Jesus so David's receiving that and he's saying I don't want for anything I, I, I'm I'm totally satisfied because the Lord is my shepherd and whenever he sees I need something he's always there to take care of my needs not just my financial needs not just my material needs but thank god he meets the spiritual needs and the emotional needs and everything that I need of him I life. I don't have to want for anything because everything I need is in Jesus and he is my shepherd and he's got everything under control. Come on somebody. Oh hallelujah. He knows how to take care of his flock. Jesus said that if the Heavenly Father feeds the fowls of the air and clothes the grass of the field, that He will take care of us as well. And He will take care of His people. So listen, we're important. You're important. As the sheep of God, you're important to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that tonight? He loves you. He cares for you. He he's got you covered. He's your shepherd tonight. Amen. Amen. Now David goes on here to continue to tell uh, what the sheep shall not want for, because he said the Lord is my shepherd, and he said I shall not want. And then he begins to tell them uh, what. They shall not want far because of what begins to tell them what the Lord provides for them. And so, first of all, there in verse number 2, he lets us know and he says, Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for rest. I shall not want for rest. Verse 2, he said, He makes me to lie down. In the green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. So there's rest and there's refreshment that's promised to the sheep. He carries, and that, that, that word, to lie down in the green pastures carries the thought of being peaceful. When you're at rest, it's, there's a peace there, isn't there? Oh, how many knows tonight that the Lord wants you to have his peace? He doesn't want you and I to be worried or afraid or anxious. And you know, there's, there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of stress that people are under today. How many, Do you all know that stress will kill you? It will, it will. And, and that's why the Lord doesn't want us to be under that stress and that worry. That's why when, you, when you've when you got Jesus as the good shepherd, He says, I want to make you to lie down in the green pastures. There's, there's green pastures of grass. That sheep's not, He's can perfectly content. He's at rest. He's peaceful. The, he knows that His shepherd is going to take care of Him. And that, that listen, that sheep, those sheep lie down because they're those green pastures satisfy their hunger. They're not worried about their next meal. They are completely and totally satisfied. Can I tell you that the Lord provides plenty of green pastures for us? Can I tell you that He satisfies the longing soul? Can I tell you that He satisfies our spiritual hunger tonight? Hey Amen. Listen, if you're not spiritually satisfied tonight, theres it's not anybody's fault that you are on because Jesus has provided us with green pastures of lush grass to feed upon. Hallelujah. He's given us his rest. He's given us the still waters of his refreshment that we can lie down at peace and rest and not worry about the lion, not worry about the wolf, not worry about the enemy. Thank God I'm at rest tonight in Christ and what he's done for me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. That's shouting ground right there. Praise the Lord. Those sheep lie down because they feel safe. They've got the presence of the shepherd that is right there with them. Amen. And so they feel safe. That sheep lying in that green pasture. You know, they may hear the growl of a wolf or the growl of a lion. And if that sheep hears that wolf or senses that wolf off in the distance and hears the growl of that that wolf, he'll lift his head up and look and he'll look in the direction of that shepherd. And do you know what? Oh, I'm about to shout. If he sees the shepherd standing there with that shepherd's crook and with that staff and with that, rod that club in his hand that sheep just lays right back down and continues to rest there's a wolf out there there's a lion out there you better be upset I'm looking around no there's the shepherd he's got it all under control he's gonna take care of the situation I'm gonna go ahead and rest in the Lord amen That's what God wants us to do is rest in Him. Not fret, not worry, not be full of anxiety, but rest in the Lord because the shepherd has got it under control. Oh, Jesus, praise God. I thought I was all preached out this morning. But He says, there's rest. I shall not want for rest and refreshment. And then He says this, He leads me in verse number 3. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So the shepherd, remember I said sheep don't navigate well. They need a shepherd to lead them. And He leads me in the paths of righteousness. He goes before us, the shepherd does... Because listen, we're traveling through unknown territory. You don't know, I don't know from one day to the next what that day may hold. And we're going through unknown territory. But thank God the shepherd goes before us and he's been there before. Somebody ought to shout amen. I said he's been there before. Wherever he's leading, he's been there before and he knows the way. Hallelujah. And he's gonna lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That means he'll lead us in the right paths, in the right way, in the way that we need to go. I can't find that way. On my own, I can't find it with my own mentality. I got to have somebody to navigate my course and to tell me where to go. And thank God, I got the shepherd that leads me today. Hallelujah. Every day, every day of my life, I'm praying that prayer. Well, oh, there's a lot of times I pray this song. That psalm right there is a good thing, a good prayer to pray. I pray that, Lord, every day. God, you know I need your leading and your guidance and your direction. I can't find my way. Oh, no, that's one thing about prayer and submission to God is that it's admitting to God that you need Him. Amen? People that don't pray... People that never pray, what you know what they're saying? They're boasting against God and saying, I can do this on my own. I don't really need God. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you something. Somebody said, well, that might be a bad confession, but I'm going to tell you, bad or not, I can't make it on my own. right. I can't make it by myself. i got to have somebody to lead me. I'm a sheep, and I understand that sheep are not the brightest of animals. And I don't mean that in in any derogatory way to God's sheep, but it's just a fact. And the reason God... God told us and and likened us to sheep is for that very fact because we can't make it on our own. We we can't find our way. We have to be led. But thank God we have the shepherd. Thank God we have his word. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that he will lead us and guide us. He's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all the truth. Amen. They that are the sons of God, the Bible said are what? What? What led sons and daughters, you, you daughters are sons, we're all sons and we're all one in Christ, but sons of God, daughters of God, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God, by the, thank God that He leads me today. That ought to be your prayer every morning because you're going to come, listen, you're going to come to that fork in the road that you don't know which way to go. But the good shepherd knows which way to go. He can tell you which way. He will show you which way. So that needs to be your prayer every day. Lord, I can't find my way. I need you to guide me today. I don't want to make a wrong choice. I don't want to hear, listen to me, God, I don't want to hear the wrong voice. There's a lot of voices out there. And if you hear the wrong voice, you'll go the wrong way. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. I call them by name and they hear my voice and they know my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Oh, I don't want to hear the voice of a stranger or follow the voice of a stranger. Listen, when the Lord, when the shepherd speaks, he always speaks in line with this. So you can tell whether it's the voice of the shepherd or not, but he's there to lead you. Can I get an Amen. Then he also says in that third verse, I love this. He said, He restores my soul. He is a God. He is a shepherd that is in the business of restoration. Restoration. You know, there's a lot of people today that are in need of restoration. There's a lot of relationships today that are in need of restoration. Restoration. There's a lot of marriages today that are in need and homes that are in need of restoration. And, and, and that's the good thing about this shepherd is because he restores our soul. See, here's the thing about a sheep. Again, pointing to the fact that they don't navigate well. Sheep will get to feeding and, and they may look and see some... They may, they may look over, over this way and they may see some uh, a little bit of wild grass growing in another field. And the grass always looks greener on the other side, doesn't it? Amen. It always looks greener in the other field. And so they may see a little bit of grass over there. And he'll start he'll start drifting toward that field and as he's drifting he's really not paying any attention to what he's doing he just knows that he wants to get over there in that 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 field and graze a while and when he does as he does he doesn't really realize it but he's drifting away from the rest of the fold and from the rest of the flock and if, if, if he continues to drift, not being able to navigate very well, it's easy for that sheep to wander off somewhere else and to become totally lost. And then he's out there by himself. Oh, see, listen to me, saints. That's the importance of a, of a sheepfold, that's the importance of a church. Are you with me tonight? That's the importance of a of an under-shepherd, having an under-shepherd in a church. And I know some people say, I don't need a church. Jesus is my shepherd, and I don't need a church, but he set up folds for us to be in as sheep and given us pastors and teachers. And evangelists set shepherds over us. Come on, amen. And and, and that's why it's so important because if the enemy can get us to wander and get us isolated and this is the thing that Satan wants to do so much is to get somebody, get one of the sheep isolated by themselves. When you're in the fold and you're in the flock there is strength there and the shepherd's there to watch over and protect you. Don't let the enemy lead you away to greener grass and get away from the flock to isolate you because that's when the wolf, that's where the wolf comes in. The shepherd's not there to protect and there's been many a sheep that have strayed away and got away and wandered away and got themselves in a mess. Fell off into a ravine or hung up in the mud somewhere. And the shepherd, oh God, The shepherd goes to counting that flock. Somebody's gone. And he goes. What did Jesus say that he would do? He would leave the ninety and nine and go hunting. So that one sheep that wandered away. I don't know about anybody else, but I was, that, I was that one. I was that one that he came looking for. The crab family sang that song. He came looking for me. He came looking for me. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad he made a way that I could be back in the fold. When I was lost and undone, the shepherd came looking. When I was wandering, when I was out of the flock, and out of the fold, and was in a mess, the shepherd came, and he found me, and he picked me up where I was, and he carried me back into the fold, and he cleaned up my hurts, and he washed off the dirt, and he bound up my wounds, and he restored my soul. Hallelujah. He restored my soul. Oh, it's a picture of that. That word, restore, restoration. It's a picture of a of an orange that you have. You, anybody make forever? Anybody here still make fresh squeezed orange juice? Anybody? Yes. Remember those? what do you call those things? Juicers. Juices, yes. Not, uh, the old fashioned one where you put the orange on there and twist it. Yes. Huh? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? You got one? Oh, okay. Right. You can see we don't drink much fresh squeezed orange juice. But, but you know that, listen, you, you, you squeeze it, you squeeze it, didn't you? and all, all the juice is squeezed out. And all that's left is a shell and just the pulp of that orange. I don't know about anybody else, but I've been in those places where I felt like that I've been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and all that was in me seemed to have been drained out. Anybody ever been there? Am i, am I the only one. You know what I'm talking about, amen, where I, where I just felt dead inside and I felt lifeless. And, 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 and man, just uh, it just felt like I knew the Lord was there. He was with me, but I, I just needed something. I couldn't feel Him like I one time did. I, I, was, I was all squeezed out the trials of life. And and just life itself had put me on that thing and squeezed me and squeezed me and everything in me was was squeezed out. And I went to the Lord and said, oh, I need you, Jesus. But can I tell you, the good shepherd would pick me up in the midst of that and give me restoration. He'd put the pulp back on the inside of me. He'd restore my soul and restore my spirit and restore my joy and Restore my victory. He restoreth. Woo. He restoreth my soul. I better get up here now or I'll get get down there. I'll get get to shorten and I'll be gone. Amen. Moffat's translation said he revives life in me. And that's what restoration is. He's in the restoring business. He revives new life. And when we get like that, spiritually like that orange, and lose our thrill and our joy and our enthusiasm, and we're not as close to the shepherd as we, we, we used to be, we need that restoration. He gives us that restoration. Amen? Amen? Verse number four, he says, verse number four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I shall not want for companionship and for comfort. Oh, listen, let me tell you something. I think we all know this. But sometimes the journey of life that we're on as one of God's sheep is not always, always in green pastures. Amen? It's not always right there by the still waters. There's sometimes the shepherd leads through the valley. Oh, hallelujah. Is that right? Because David's being led by the shepherd. He's leading me in the right paths. Sometimes he leads in the valley. Sometimes the path that the shepherd takes us on goes through some dark places and some low places. And we can't see it at the time, but as I said a while ago, the shepherd has been that way before. And the shepherd knows the great pastures that are just on the other side of that dark valley. And that's the only way we can get you there, the shepherd said. I got to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. And there was a literal, actual valley of the shadow of death that David was referring to here in Palestine at that time. But when He leads us, He leads us through. And there's something that I love about that is that He doesn't lead lead us into the valley and leave us in the valley. Somebody, Somebody ought to say amen right there. Amen. He doesn't leave us there in the valley. He doesn't say, "Okay, this is where I'm. am I'm, I'm heading out, and you got to stay here." No, no, no. He leads us on through the valley. The valley is only temporary. It's it's a valley. It's a darkened place, but it's a valley of the shadow. It's not the valley of death. It's the valley of the shadow of death, spiritual death, and 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 and. and death is casting a shadow over on us for a temporary time. But anybody here, everybody here knows that you can't have a shadow unless you got some light. I said you can't have a shadow unless you got some light. It's dark. It's a shadow. But the shadow of a dog never bit anybody. It's just a shadow. There's light shining on the other side of the valley and he's bringing us through I shall not want he said I'll fear not in the valley of the shadow of death why? because you good shepherd are with me hallelujah hallelujah amen I gotta quit Companionship and comfort. Verse 5, there's abundant supply. He prepares a table. Big, not a little table like that one, but a banqueting table. Uh He prepares a table. The shepherd does before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. That's provision. That's all of the blessings that were provided through the finished work of Christ at Calvary. All that Jesus provided for you that you can have in Christ Jesus, everything that He died and rose from the dead to provide for His sheep, He has put it on a banqueting table and He said, there it is. Come and dine, little sheep. Come to the table and get what you what you need. Lay claim to it. And he said he prepared that table. I love this right in the presence of our enemies. That means the oh, hallelujah. The wolf's out there and the lion's out there, the devil's out there. But all they can do is just sit back and watch the sheep eat of the blessings of God. Because they know if they get close, that shepherd's got not just a staff, but he's got you know what that rod is? is of that shepherd. That rod is a club that the shepherd carried around and he would knock the fire out of a wolf. He would knock the soup out of a lion. I'm telling you my good shepherd Jesus has prepared a table of blessing. Hallelujah. All the benefits of the cross are yours. All the benefits of the cross are mine. And he spread the table. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites the chosen people, come and dine. Come and dine. The master call of come and dine. <laughs> Nothing the devil can do about it. Right. It's in the presence of his enemies. Right. You ought to just sit down there and just receive the blessings benefits of Jesus and say, ha ha devil. <laughs> this is mine and not yours. You can't get any devil. Jesus provided it for me. Amen. Amen. So I won't want, I shall not want for a table of supply. But last of all, I shall not want for a home at the end of my journey. For he said, surely goodness and mercy. I could have went on and talked about anointing the head with oil, a type of the Holy Spirit, our cup overflowing with the goodness of God and the blessings of God. The anointing oil was put upon the sheep to... Also to keep the parasites and the flies away. There's a message right there in itself. Amen. The Holy Ghost will keep the devil away. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that first word there, surely. It's something that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Amen. That God's goodness and God's mercy are following me. Every single day. Not once in a while. Amen. All the days of my life. And even yesterday on February 29th, on Leap Day, His goodness and mercy was following me. Amen. Brother Schambach used to say... I've got two angels following me and I know their names. And everybody looked at him and he said, their names are goodness and mercy because the Bible said surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, listen, we have all of these things that I've talked to you about tonight that the shepherd provides for the sheep. But then we've got even something greater to look forward to because he has pre- prepared a permanent sheepfold for every one of his sheep and he said i will david said i'll dwell in the house of the lord forever and forever a permanent place hallelujah he will take us to that permanent sheepfold to live with him in eternity forever forever heaven is real ladies and gentlemen Heaven is a real place. I heard somebody the other day talking about, said that, um, that uh, I forget who it was, but the, there was a lot of people that said that they didn't want to, I forget the group now, but said they didn't want to go to heaven, and they said, well, why don't you want to go to heaven? And A pastor was witnessing to somebody, and he said, why don't you want to go to heaven? And he said, I don't want to just float around in some cloud and play a harp. And and when he got there talking to him, you know where he got his his, his thinking on that was? From cartoons. Right. Oh. Growing up watching watching Tom and Jerry. Because on Tom and Jerry, you know anybody watched Tom and Jerry? You know, when Tom would get killed or Jerry or whatever, it would show him floating on a cloud and he'd be playing a harp. And this guy said, I don't want to go to heaven and just sit on a cloud and play a harp. Can I tell you something that ain't what heaven's all about? Ladies and gentlemen, heaven is a real place. Heaven is a real place with 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 streets and with rivers and with streams and with water and with 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 gates and cities. Hallelujah, it's a real place. And your love loved ones are there and your family members that have already gone on are there. They're already there. Those that died in the Lord are there. Hallelujah. And one of these days we're going there. Listen, I don't fear death. I don't fear death. Hallelujah. I'm planning on living till the rapture takes place. But if I lay down tonight and breathe my last and don't wake up here in the morning, I will wake up in the fold of heaven with the Lord in the presence of the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. That'd make an Egyptian mummy shout. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus said. I've gone to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare the place, I'm coming back. He said, there's a place where there's many mansions, streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearl river of life, the tree of life. No sickness, no disease, no. Yes. And no devil, no more devil. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. David said, I'm going to follow the shepherd all my life. Yes, and goodness and mercy will follow me every day of my life. And the day's coming and, and David's there now. Mm-hmm. The day's coming, I'm going to dwell yes. and live in the house of the Lord Amen. forever. I'm glad I'm one of his sheep. Amen. I'm glad I'm glad I'm, oh yes, amen. Yes, I'm glad I'm a sheep and not a goat amen I'm glad I'm a sheep and not a goat oh hallelujah worship team come on back let's sing something and, and worship the Lord okay I, I did my very best that's the, listen I don't know how long to preach that's the best I can do shortening alright that's, that's the most shortening I can add You should put any more shortening than that, and it would be too greasy. Come on. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for being our shepherd. Thank you for leading us and guiding us, giving us direction in everything that we do. That you always let us know what your will is for our life. If we'll just keep our eyes on you, and we'll just follow you and depend upon you. Lord, tonight we're not, we're, we're not able to navigate our own lives. We need You to do that. We're not able to stand within our own self against the lion and the wolf and the bear, against the attacks of the enemy. We're defenseless without You, but thank God that You're there with us to give us the defense and the protection that we need and the victory that we need in our life. I pray for everyone here tonight that you will fill each heart with peace, with peace. Help us to lie down. There may be those that are that are having anxiety tonight. God, give them peace. Help them to trust in the good shepherd and just give everything to you, Lord Jesus. And we give you praise and honor for it all. Thank you in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. They're going to play something tonight. If you, if you